0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, 217 thought we'd have a, a conversation this afternoon that may be a little difficult for some. Maybe you don't know. You've, you've had to deal with it. Maybe you uh, hopefully you won't ever have to deal with it. But for a lot of us, uh, we likely will unfortunately. So you know recently the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek revealed that he has pancreatic cancer. And in his first interview since diagnosis and treatment, he, he updated fans how he's feeling and then explained that he had completed his first round of chemotherapy. He explained how he's feeling physically and then told reporters he was surprised at how um, the mental challenges that he was facing with it all he said uh, it was an overwhelming deep sadness that takes over at times that he wasn't prepared for
1: my oncologist I'm doing well, even though I don't always feel it. Mm. Uh, I've had kidney stones, I've had ruptured discs, so I'm used to dealing with pain. But what I'm not used to dealing with is these surges that come on suddenly of deep, deep sadness. And it brings tears to my eyes. Mm. I'm, I've discovered in this whole episode, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm a bit of a wuss. Mm. And, uh, but. I'm fighting through it. My platelets, my blood counts are steady. My weight is steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers that indicate the cancer, indi- the cancer indicators, those are coming down. Good. So I've got another chemo uh, next week and then we'll do uh, a review to find out where things stand.
0: So his comments and a friend's recent diagnosis got me thinking it would be great to have a conversation about life-changing diagnosis and uh, what help outside of, you know, that direct medical world is out there, um, you know, just besides the the, med- the the medicines, the drugs that they're going to give you. So I called up uh, the great people over at Wellspring Edmonton, and if you haven't heard of Wellspring, then I'm, you're going to learn more about it today. It's a community-based support center offering non-medical support programs to people living with cancer and... And those who care for them. Joining me in studio this afternoon is Martin Dugas, the executive director at Wellspring, and Dr. Marilyn Hundleby, a psychologist and the director of programming at Wellspring. Martin, doctor, thank you for joining me in studio. Thanks for having us. Now. Um, Both of you have an interesting background coming into this. You know, Martin, you were at uh, uh, Ronald McDonald House for a very long time, weren't you? And uh, uh, Dr. Hundleby, you were at the Cross Cancer Institute. You worked at the military community as well. I have. Yeah. So and um, so, this has been for both of you um, a, a long journey. In this, um, curious to know uh, when you hear someone like Alex Trebek come out and you know very you know high profile and saying you know what um, I wasn't prepared. You know he said you know I can deal with the pain. I've gone through all of this sort of stuff, but I wasn't prepared for that great sadness. Um, he said that it really kicked him in the in the butt is that surprising to you in any way well I think it really taps into our vulnerability right immediately
1: Um, just so many aspects to the emotional um, parts of going through a diagnosis of cancer right there is a sense of loss there's dealing with change there's dealing with you know so many emotions related to treatment the diagnosis which you know can be very traumatic in terms of uh, the responses that we have, and we're all individuals, and I think for men, too, you know, sharing their vulnerability isn't something that's always easy. It isn't for women, too. But <laughs> but I think for men, even even more so.
0: Martin, you had touched on that. You said there was a real moment there in 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 kind of admitting that
2: um, that that it kicked his butt. You feel your weakest at the moment that you're saying, "I need." I need help I wasn't expecting this but that's the burden you you can deal with the burden if you can recognize that it's there and you know if you have cancer you have wellspring I mean that's ultimately what we want people to know and there's no wrong door to support so our nearly 50 programs are designed for just being there at the moment somebody is looking for that chance to walk through and and thrive despite the circumstances.
0: Dr. Hundelby, I want to go through a few things with you again you've been um, you've been in this world for a very very long time the diagnosis the diagnosis a cancer diagnosis that direct initial impact you know, and I think it—it—it it, 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 people deal with it quite differently. My father-in-law, when he was diagnosed with late-stage lung cancer, um, it almost didn't resonate with him, to be honest with you. He was more worried about the knee pain that he'd been dealing with for the past couple of years, almost put it aside. And others, um, you know, obviously, it would be completely devastating. There is no guidebook when it comes to this, is there?
1: No, and I think there's a lot of shock Right where, where there's a sense of almost being numb to, to those words, you have cancer. Um, so there's, there's many aspects that, that go with hearing, hearing that you, you have a diagnosis of cancer and what's ahead. Um, a sense sometimes of uncertainty, the unknown,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, and the unknown can be kind of scary. Absol- uh, right? Absolutely.
2: There's one other thing that I think is really important is the most highly functional, happy balanced human being that gets this diagnosis has their world flipped upside down, but it doesn't just create the chaos of what now in your life, it diminishes and devastates the confidence in a human being. So if you don't even feel centered, that you doubt everything that you do, where does that leave you? And, you know, we had one lady who came to us and she had a highly successful career she was a lawyer uh, led a huge team and she said her single goal coming to Wellspring was to not think about cancer for 30 (laughs) minutes per month not think about cancer 30 minutes per month so what did she choose to do she chose to join our ukulele band (laughs) right you're smiling yeah no. A simple, easy way. And then she goes, you sneaky bastards. <laughs> you, I For two hours, I didn't think about cancer, yeah. so I signed up for five other programs. And then she came to yoga excited, this is going to be an hour and a half and not think about cancer. And she said she walked in, and all they did was talk about cancer, and she needed that. And then another program was different, and she needed that. And I think that that exemplifies that when you have that diagnosis, all you carry is that burden. You mm-hmm. overthink everything because it's a calculation against. Whereas it's not a discussion of like what What are all those other things in life that are just I'm going to go for coffee with my friend. I'm going to go do something spontaneous. I'm going to film my cup up in a way that's not so serious.
0: Well, it becomes all-consuming, doesn't all-consuming. It? it? It takes over every aspect of your life. Yep. What about for your partner, for your children, that sort of thing? The diagnosis, I mean, not for the, the, the patient, but for their loved ones Mm -hmm. maybe explain you know the impact on them and and you know the challenges that they face with dealing with a cancer diagnosis.
1: I think cancer is a family affair you're right it affects everybody close to that person that's going through it and as Martin said just following up with the ukulele uh, band and and other programs uh, is that we have an ability to help ourselves. So we have the best in medical care at the Cross Cancer Institute and the Tom Baker. But there's many things that we can do ourselves uh, that are a kind of medicine. And when I when I listen to the ukulele band on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, I say they're getting high downstairs because they're endorphins that yep. are produced as opposed to chemicals in our bodies that are not helpful to us. So doing things that allow us to connect with others, um, to have a sense of joy, to uh, to forget about. You know, what we're going through, even for a short period of time, what people realize is they can extend that into the rest of their day. They have the power to do that. Um, But yes, so we have many family members that also uh, come to our programs, um, uh, caregivers. So there's actually a caregivers group which has been excellent in terms of giving attention to, you know, those that are really looking after someone that's going through treatment. They're often the forgotten ones uh, in terms of they too have. uh, their their feelings and their emotions that they're dealing with as well
0: if you're listening right now and thank you for doing so and if you have a question for for Marilyn or Martin you can you can text me at 6 6 30 because they're going to stick around till 3 o'clock this afternoon as we explore this a little bit um, and if you're wondering again what Wellspring is uh, Wellspring is is really is, is new less than a couple of years old in the city of uh, in the city of Edmonton it's uh, again offers all sorts of programs free of charge Without referral, referral, um, for uh, those who have been diagnosed for their loved ones, and there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of a wide range of programs. You talked about, um, I think the ukuleles. One of the one of the events that uh, one of the organizations that I'm involved with is Chicks with Checks, and I know Chicks uh, just a couple of months back, Wellspring was our charity of choice, Mm -hmm. and we had drummers come in. So Mm -hmm. one of the drummer sessions, showing us what they were doing, and looking at these people uh, who. Um, who had been diagnosed, who were going through treatment, all of that 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 pure joy in that five minutes of making music and probably forgetting about that battle that they were facing it brought te- like I'm going to start crying it brought tears to everybody's eyes and you must see that absolutely every single day. Well and you know drumming for 45 minutes <laughs> raises the natural killer T cells in our blood
3: Wow.
1: So there's a lot of research in a lot of our programs, which are evidence-based, that really support the benefits of learning coping strategies and learning new ways of mm-hmm. dealing
0: with change. Yeah, Marilyn, I'm curious to know, um, again, uh, as, a, as, a, as a psychologist, as someone who has, you were at the cross-cancer for a very, very long time, for folks, um, you know, we're talking kind of adults and that, and, and also, actually, Martin, you'd be a good person to talk to about this as well with your role at Ronald McDonald's yep. house. When, when, the, when the cancer diagnosis is with the child um and and as for parents trying to deal with that how you know there's got to be so many levels to that
2: as well well i think in our particular case we we try never to duplicate anything so if if a child is diagnosed with cancer our first referral is to kids with cancer because they're set up for the diagnosis of the child um though we'll work with anybody affected but we, we try to be really effective in terms of that first triage but the the second part is there's a lot of young families where mom and dad get the diagnosis and there's no supports for mm. the kids mm-hmm. and so that is where we actually come in in a very important way um, we, you know we work with families and they're all individuals and so we have programs for the individual sometimes it's really important to separate how they're building their strength within their experience of cancer as well so some are learning to just be a better patient some are learning to be new in their role in leadership we have a grade eight child that we're working with and a grade five child and each of them are different and Hmm. it's really important for that family that we treat it that way
0: we have just uh you know touched, this is just the tip of the iceberg we've just gotten started we'll take a break here for the two thirty news when we come back more with martin dugas and uh, dr marilyn hundleby from wellspring again you're wondering right now wellspring.ca go check it out back with more of them right after this
3: News at 2.30. Good afternoon, I'm Eileen Bell. Firefighters from B.C., Ontario and Nova Scotia are arriving over the next couple of days to help battle flames in northern Alberta where almost 5,000 people were evacuated from their homes. Wind conditions remain favourable though as the crews battle a large wildfire that's just a few kilometres from high level. Some of the evacuees are in centres in Slave Lake, La and High Prairie. The new provincial government rolled out more plans today their first bill will end alberta's carbon tax government house leader jason nixon says the second and third bills will address business growth in the province including cutting down business taxes
1: businesses and investors are already, already responding to the job creation tax cut and we haven't even tabled it yet that shows it will be a magnet for investment and major help in getting albertans
3: back to work UCP MLA's were sworn in this morning the legislative session will open with a speech from the throne tomorrow afternoon Ukraine's new president hasn't wasted any time using the broom in a new government. Today, he signed a decree dissolving the parliament and calling a snap election in two months. Celebrity chef Jamie Oliver's British restaurant chain has filed for bankruptcy protection, partly due to increased competition and escalating rents in local commercial districts. The insolvency has put 1,300 jobs at risk and reignited worries about local retail and food outlets in Britain... Which are struggling to attract customers. The move affects some 25 restaurants, including the Jamie's Italian chain. Overseas branches of that chain are not affected. 6.30 Ched guaranteed weather, mostly sunny with a guaranteed high of 20 today. Windy as well. Mostly clear with a low near 8 tonight, partly cloudy and 23 tomorrow. Up to 21, partly cloudy on Thursday, mostly sunny and 22 for Friday. In Edmonton, it's 18. I'm Eileen Bell, news on demand at 630
0: com. Happy to have Martin Dugas, the Executive Director of Wellspring, and uh, Dr. Marilyn Hundleby, Director of Programs at Wellspring, joining us in uh, in studio. Martin, I said I think I'm saying your last name wrong. Am I? Dugas. Dugas, yeah, yeah. okay. I worked with the Dugas here for a very long <laughs> okay. time, so I'm like, ah, every time I say that, it's coming out wrong. We were just talking about... Uh, well, honestly, we were talking about cancer and the diagnosis of cancer and kind of the impact um, of that on on uh, the person who was just diagnosed, the family, the loved ones, all of that. And kind of, you know, this... You know this wonderful um, facility now that we have in in WellSpring that offers up. Um, it, it's 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 not medical. It's not it's not where you're going to go get your pills and your treatment. But it's offering up other things for the for the soul and for the for the heart and for you know the the mental health really of those uh, diagnosed and and the benefits that it that it provides. Now, uh, Dr. Hundelby, you have worked uh, as well with with PTSD. Um, at one point and you said that you know sometimes a little bit of a similarity maybe with uh, with a PTSD diagnosis and with a cancer diagnosis well I think
1: you know there's there's aspects of uh, trauma right Mm -hmm. physical the physical part of whatever whether it's surgery or the treatment or hearing the diagnosis Um, and then there's a lot of aspects related to numbing Mm -hmm. just numbing the emotions Uh, hypervigilance is, is another thing that often people
0: experience, being more bodily aware, more anxious. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think, you know, the, the anxiety part, probably not, but being more aware and listening to your body, mm-hmm. I think is certainly a, a, a big part of it, isn't it? I think when it
1: takes over and yes. it becomes sort of all-encompassing, that's the part that can get out of hand and, and needing some strategies to deal with,
2: with When you closed off your when you've closed off any avenues by which you plan to build a better future. You know, I mean we just are all naturally going towards happiness. When everything's mm-hmm. moving and is is loose and smooth, all of a sudden you get that diagnosis and everything's tight and fra- you might close off that moving forward in life and try to control everything in there to give yourself a better outcome. But the reality is is that's not normal to be thinking so heavily about and calculating everything around you. Should I have that lunch? Should I have that breakfast? Should I go to with a friend? Then you you you're underneath the table overwhelmed and haven't done anything. Often
1: people find too I think that their life is out of balance. Right, and so it's a, an opportunity to bring back, uh, you know, time for oneself. That's one hell of a reality check, isn't it? Though, it is.
2: right? It yeah, is. And, and it is that intense, and it is that messy, and it involves all of the people. And unpacking it requires the work and there is no wrong doorway to support but it has to start and as you see people moving through it they start to create pathways that and mm-hmm. ins- inspire us when somebody you know was just sharing earlier today oh my god when dr hundleby came to me and told me i should go into this one program i just wanted to say no but because she's so nice to me i said yes begrudgingly <laughs> with a smile and the value that they discovered in going into a new program was all of that new learning consumed your time so it was learning and filling that moment with constructive things but in that time that you're doing something constructive it also didn't allow them to worry Mm -hmm. Um, but in that not worrying and focused on here they manage their symptoms better they actually start to navigate around their pain symptoms Hmm. they start to notice moments of pain-free or breathing better feeling more connected less anxious all of those are how do you get to living a normal life well you can't be consumed with every moment over calculating and i think that that is the experience when you come to a socially connected atmosphere
0: so give me an idea how wellspring works with say the cross cancer institute what does that relationship look like well the the
1: cross cancer institute provide they have a psychosocial department so there are psychologists social workers uh, spiritual care uh, and they basically help people when they're first diagnosed and going through treatment Um, i think a lot of our programs we have albert the alberta cancer exercise program which is a very prescriptive program well supervised Um, we also have yoga classes we have mindfulness mindful self-compassion and mindful based stress reduction so those those programs all provide strategies uh in a way that the facility at, at um, the Cross Cancer cannot, they can't do everything, no, we can't do everything No. but it's how do we work together for the best of the mm-hmm. patient and And the, how we work the with them
2: on our program committee is we have members of the Cross Cancer Institute mm-hmm. who guide us in our program committee, also our health care advisory council, um, the oncologists that partner with us also prescribe certain and refer certain um, programs to their patients specifically in prostate cancer, head and neck cancer and then any of the cancers if you're in treatment come to our Alberta cancer exercise program.
0: Really interesting. What what do you say to those folks out there say oh it's just a bunch of hippy dippy stuff sitting around playing ukulele or playing the drums or or learning how to meditate. What do you say to those folks? I think a lot of a lot of programs now
1: are seen as basically utilized in a lot of areas of business Mm -hmm. life. Meditation is is used in many uh, many businesses even school systems are now incorporating mindfulness in the classroom. The same thing with yoga. So those are, are seen more as um, usual ways that people can help themselves. Uh, and there's evidence to support it. That's the thing. When you look at the importance of social connection, mm-hmm. there's a huge body of research that points to the benefits. Uh, when people are isolated and alone, uh, I think the statistics where it is has a greater effect on our health than smoking 15 hmm. cigarettes a day. Um, it also is good for us in terms of how we understand our situation and how we're all teachers and learners of each other. And in, in our group pro- programs, uh, people see how someone might cope with or get through a difficult situation. They might not do it exactly the same way. But a light bulb goes on, oh, I could perhaps do that in my own way. Go ahead, Martin. Well,
2: we had some McEwen nursing students. So we partner with McEwen University and third-year nursing class. So we had three different groups come through. One shared to, to us that, um, you know, they experienced something different watching the programs and then being in there. And they came to us because of healthcare in the community. Um, that was their focus. And, um, you know, what are all the different ways of providing healthcare? But if you look at the world, like Australia is an example, they prescribe um, exercise as soon as you have a chronic disease. Hmm. All diseases. In the UK, they prescribe social prescribing. So, hey, uh, you need to go hug some puppies because <laughs> something's not right. Yeah. We want to get you away from using more medication, especially the opioids. Yes. And we want to empower you so that you have traction. We're not just postponing a fall. And so I think those are really important elements that we're adding. When these students came in, one of the things that they said was, I'm an engineer in the back of my mind. like my, Those are the discussions we have around the dinner table. And I wanted to understand why I was feeling so good. Why what was that? So she actually went to the library and did some research. And there's a lot of research out there that the telomeres on our chromosomes start to increase, which is the longevity of our life um, when we're experiencing these feelings and in these experiences. So it isn't a fluffy thing that you're experiencing purposefully. um, But when you share it with a lot of other people, you also feel a safe place that, you know, I found my people that understand me. Just not having to explain that is a big deal in those lives.
0: And have to make it perfectly clear, this isn't, may not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody handles their diagnosis. That's they right. handle their, their journey in their own way. I can remember a friend of mine, um, just after you had opened, um, she had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and I had suggested to her that she goes to Wellspring. She went and looked at it, and she's like, nope, it's not for me right now, but you know what? Guess what? About a year later, when she kind of mm-hmm. found her way through it and wanted to talk to someone else, to feel a connection, that is where she went to, and um, I, I saw this today. Just uh, I googled uh, cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Again, I, I googled cancer diagnosis, and 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 this was some of the things. Things uh, these tips may uh, help you cope. So learn about the type of cancer that you have. Express your feelings. Mm-hmm. Number two, take care of yourself. Uh, exercise if you feel up to it and your doctor agrees that it's okay. Reach out to others, uh, friends, family, or a support group and try to keep a positive attitude. That list right there is what you're doing at Wellspring, mm-hmm. isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I think small changes in a number of areas
1: make for a big effect yep. in terms of people's health and their life. doesn't have to be huge
2: It's the small, consistent things over a period of time. I mean, I had to learn this last Mm -hmm. year. I I ended up breaking my neck, Mm. and I was recovering at work. And I still remember all the volunteers going, good job. You're (laughs) turning your your head so much (laughs) better today. Like, I'm not sure if I was even turning, but like that sense of, oh, like people acknowledge me. They acknowledge that there might be something going on but they also encourage along the way just keep going just keep going and I think that that is something that is embedded in there.
0: So Dr. Hundleby if if someone was showing up for kind of a first time and just needed maybe to talk needed to talk through the diagnosis maybe find some support is that there? It is so we have wonderful
1: volunteers who uh, go through two and a half days of training and it's about listening. And helping a person navigate our programs to to really listen and hear what it is they need at that moment, and then many of them, uh, the majority of them, have walked the walk, mm. so they can understand and um, connect in a way that, unless you've had that experience, it's very difficult to do.
0: Listening is a listening is a tricky. Um It's tricky for some people. You know, there's the conversation always about, um, there's folks out there who just listen to to talk instead of listening to listen. And oftentimes, I would suspect when you're going through a challenging time, you don't necessarily want someone to say, oh, well, when this happened to me, you just want someone to be be there and to acknowledge it. And that's, I
1: think that's what our volunteers are exquisite at doing, is just listen. Right. And in the listening, you start to really hear what the person is saying or not saying hmm. and then can help navigate. In terms of we say uh, night, needs, interest, time and energy. What, I- what are their needs at the moment? What is their interest? What is their time like? And what is their energy like at that point? If they're in treatment, um, there might be certain programs that would be beneficial and others wait, wait
2: for a while. Early on in starting at Wellspring, I still remember a lady walking in, and I'm meeting with our board chair, and uh, she says, "Are you at 10 o'clock, can, do you want to come to my birthday party? Sure. <laughs> That'd be great. And I was trying not to notice that she was carrying a very large bottle of champagne in her hand <laughs> and not saying anything about it. And... Okay, so 10 o'clock comes out. We go out and celebrate. She had little cakes and little fruit and vegetables. And then she had little fluted glasses that she could pour the champagne or any drink Mm -hmm. that you wanted. And um, she celebrated her birthday. And she said, last year um, at this time, it was my birthday and I was in my third round of chemo. Mm. And this is so much different. I want to celebrate with my friends. The very next day she came back and I either was able to predict the future or this was happening again she goes are you going to come to my birthday party i'm like did she <laughs> d- just say that yesterday and i come out and sure enough she has a bottle of champagne i go you were here yesterday right and she's like yeah but i couldn't leave my choir people out she celebrated with her exercise class and then she and it was out of joy it wasn't out of self-indulgence it was like i was in a much different position i'm yeah. so grateful this time
0: Martin Dugas and uh, Dr. Marilyn Hundleby joining me um, from Wellspring. We're talking about cancer and cancer diagnoses. Uh, You can text me at 630-630. I know a number of you have already. I want to talk about the um, arts and medicine program, expand that a little bit more. Dr. Hundleby is the the founder uh, of that and really what it's showing, what it's doing. So we'll take a break here. We'll come back more right after this. Just want to read some of the texts that are coming in this afternoon for um, Dr. Marilyn Hundleby and Martin Dugas from a Wellspring. It says the, you know, the body, the mind, the spirit, they're all connected. It sounds like your programs connect them all. And um, this one said, I lost my husband to cancer just about a year ago. I was devastated. I took their bereavement program. I can say without a doubt this group was my savior. Meeting weekly with people who were going through exactly what I was was so therapeutic. The center is incredible hmm. so that's what you're hearing and I suspect um, being there on a fairly uh, everyday you see you see that and you see um, you see how what you're doing there is helping people and I think it takes
1: all of us you know we have as, as we said just an amazing group of volunteers who do such great things every day and um, I think we're, we're all we all feel privileged to be there, and uh, and we know our programs benefit people just like the the bereavement program. I, I'd have to say all of our programs do
2: good things, and, and the volunteers are so inspiring because they actually tie their their joy and experience to the service they deliver. Mm-hmm. So they're tied to the well-being of everybody that walks in there and you feel that. So when you see a volunteer go from their shift into one of their classes and then either back to their shift or back to being a member it's also a really empowering dynamic way to watch how people are living and then you go it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at regardless of any um you're just so inspired like this is how they live it
0: we're going to be almost out of time here and there's two things that i want to touch on before we go we had talked about the program specifically for men and and what you're seeing at, at them Do, is is there a is there a difference in the way uh, men will handle handle a diagnosis than than a woman or is it just a a, a humankind thing difference well I i think
1: men are much more tentative of getting involved in programs but once they come into a program i'd have to say they are sold on the benefit Right? Okay. Um, I think the other thing, too, that's really interesting, uh, we don't have as many men come into our expressive arts program programs, but those really, I think, are critical in terms of how people come to their own insights of how to move forward. And I thought there's an interesting comment that Mark Cuban and Elon Musk uh, recently said. They talked about the importance of one critical skill we'll all need in the future, and that's the ability to think creatively. Mm. Because that's how people solve Their problems, and they find you know when you talked about pain, Martin talked about pain. uh, When people come into programs, and this was uh, something I noticed when I worked at the Cross too, people would come into an expressive arts program, and they would forget their pain for two hours. Only when they were packing up did they remember something really hurts. Uh, And so that to me is is quite an amazing thing that you can the mind has that ability to become so engaged in an activity and the process
0: marilyn you were the founder of the the arts and and medicine program at the cross at the cross at the cross cancer institute what was it for you that you knew like why did you believe in this what was it was there a moment was there research that you had done that said okay no this is going to make a difference
1: well i can't say that there was any research i don't know it was something instinctive i have to say i mean i'm not an artist my background was music Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, uh, I would see that people started to, again, solve their own problems and come to amazing insights for themselves through that process of writing and reflecting. So as Martin said, it's not an arts and crafts program. It is expressive arts where people write at the end of, of our two hours. They spend 20 minutes writing even though sometimes it's kicking and screaming to do that <laughs> but in that writing it, it's profound what they say and and how they have those aha those light bulb moments that lead them forward
0: so many different programs and so many different uh, classes offered at wellspring how many what are there's 50 there right just now just about 50 there's just about 50 and so we have we've only you know mentioned a couple of them again the website is wellspring.ca you can call you can visit them 1130665 uh, avenue give them a out as well. There are peer support volunteers Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 4:30 in the afternoon to find the right programs and, mm-hmm. and to find the people that you need. There's no appointment necessary which is also really important and again did I mention these programs? are free. free. Thank you for the time today for coming in sharing this uh, with us and give uh, folks a, a little bit of an idea of what to do outside of just the medicine going into their body. I think this is really, really important. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you.